Hello, and welcome to the 31st episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am one of your co-hosts. Um, I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I... Whoopsie. Damn it. Where you happened. get lots of phone calls while we're recording. I know. That's the second time that happened. Um, <clears throat> where I... Uh, I focus on digital rhetorics and specifically games and game theory as well as minority rhetorics. And I am joined this evening um, by my uh, co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. Ladies. Hello, Sam. Yeah, hello. <laughs> so who was on the phone? Are you going to tell us? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good for an introduction. I like fully introduce myself. You two say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am Alex Lane. I am a PhD student studying games and gender issues in, at Purdue University, and I am currently employed by Samantha Blackman as a punching bag. Nicole Murray? <laughs> uh, I am not a punching bag, but I am an undergraduate student at Purdue University in the professional writing program. And I am interested in not only video games, but working in the industry, which I have a future in. And yeah, that's me. Thank you, ladies. Um, we are not joined this evening by our other usual co-host, Sarah White, um, who has been um, a great uh, co-host and colleague for the last year plus. Um, Sarah's taken a bit of a hiatus. Um, so this evening you're stuck with the three of us. Um, and but things have not changed that much. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do our usual things, which is what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, followed by fun stuff like news, our indie game of the week, and our issue of the week. So let us start with what you're playing, ladies. Your voice sounds extra nice tonight, Sam. It's all the vodka. <laughs> I was expecting like a thanks Alex but no I, I texted I was like uh, so I was going to be running late and so I texted Sam and I was like Sam I'm going to be a little bit late and she goes okie dokie I'll start drinking then as if that is the logical response to I'm going to be a little late to the podcast you know what I'll just get hammered in the meantime. oh okay well good I'll have time to go to get another bottle because clearly I'm going to finish this one since you're late <laughs> uh, wait what are we doing what you playing what you playing <laughs> let me get my list up here uh here we go I played I actually had kind of a a shitty couple weeks I've been sick and other stuff going on, so my my plays were sort of lame, so I ask. I throw myself on the mercy of the podcast. Um, I got uh, Shadows of the Damned in my ex, uh, gameplay queue, and they just hate me, because they take like the last thing on my list, and it takes them forever to send it to me, and it just sucks. I hate it. So I don't even understand why Shadows of the Damned was already in your game queue. Well, it was you already played it. Well, I know, but it was on there from, like, before, when I first played it after you got it. I uh, put it on my queue. And uh, I forgot to take it off, and I didn't even think about it, because it's at the bottom, you know? So I was, like, adding new stuff to the top, and I didn't even think about it, but... It was, like, item 157. I know, they're a bunch of jerks. <laughs> and they came up, and they were like, it's that damn Alex Lane. Listen to her the last thing on her list. Well, the thing... I sent him a complaint email about 
because they held my game for five days at the wherever before they sent me a new game. So I sent them a complaint about it, and they're like, blah de blah here's how you can here's how you can file a complaint against your mail carrier. And I was like, no, you assholes. It has nothing to do with my mail carrier. It's you. <laughs> then they sent me a snotty email back about not sucking at life. Anyway, so I also played uh, Sims Generations Expansion Pack, which I had never played before. And it's fine. It just adds a little bit of it adds a little bit of stuff, but it's not. Uh, I, I've I've seen uh, our friend Emily play some of the big, the newer expansions, and they look a lot a lot cooler. I played a bunch of a uh, bunch of pinball FX on the XBLA, and I played fun connect games. And the reason why I put this on here is because I played with a group of eight people who had never played, had never used the Kinect before, and they were blown away, and it was so adorable. She was Aww. like, oh, and they're like jumping around trying to pop the buttons and stuff. Newbies. I know, newbies. And then they got into a conversation about how you're the controller, and you were like embodied and all this stuff, so it was really fun. Um, oh, how sweet is that? I know, it's so sweet. I also played Prey um, in preparation for the session I did on games and procedurality and uh, rhetorical procedures. What? Procedural rhetoric, I mean. Um, I played Prey, which is a game about a Native American guy who gets captured by aliens, I guess yep. you would say. Um, he gets sucked up in a spaceship. Yeah, he gets sucked up into a spaceship. And uh, that's always a fun game to look at for... Um, race issues and procedure issues and things like that. And then uh, I also played a bunch of Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat 2011 one, uh, because for reasons I'll talk about later. So there you go. So it's <laughs> nice. like an old lame list. I haven't played a bunch of, I haven't played any like new, new things. So I suck. Sorry. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you suck. <laughs> yeah, you suck. Nicole, what'd you play? Um, I basically spent all time gaming playing Mass Effect 3. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been waiting for this game for like two years at this point. I just want to dedicate my whole life to it right now. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, the night of the midnight release, I worked. And then, um, I also got a chance to finally pick up a used copy of Kingdoms of Amalur. So oh, I was nice. so excited about that. So I spent like a good maybe two hours just diving into that but I barely even scratched the surface of the story so I don't really have much to say about that but I am loving Mass Effect like I I can't even tear myself <laughs> away from it it's, <laughs> it's bad oh see that might be a good spring break purchase for me yeah it may be I want to like spend a good amount of time with it but I mean I was so disappointed in the demo and now that I'm playing this like yeah Maybe I'm just so excited about actually having the tangible game in my hands that I forgot about <laughs> what I was upset with the demo. Well, no, you I know what? You really said something the week we played the demo that I think made perfect sense, and I think you were spot on. Uh-huh. Um, was that, and Bioware's known for doing this, is that for when they release a quote-unquote demo, it's usually like the really shitty graphics alpha version of whatever section of the game they're going to release as a demo. Um, and that's exactly what that was. Yeah. Because that was, the, that was the whole kind of opening section of the game. But it was like the really crappy version of it. It definitely was. Because even just playing that opening part again, it, it felt different than It was 100% better. Yeah. yeah, way better. Way better. So that's what I played this week. 
Well, okay. So <clears throat> let me just start by saying I'm a fucking liar and I suck. Okay, so because that's gonna just gonna that's gonna cover like the first four things on my what my what I played this week list. Interesting. Um. <clears throat> So I said I wasn't going to buy a Vita and I was like all up in Alex's face last time. It was like, guys, you know, two days after launch and I still don't have a Vita. Yeah, that didn't last very long because I went and bought one. So um, not only did you buy one, but I think you blamed everybody for why you bought one. You're like, it's your fault because you're not talking me out of it. Like, wait, you gave us three seconds on Facebook. What are you talking about? But anyway, continue. Shut up. So um, the first couple of things on my list are... Um, Uncharted, uh, Golden Abyss, which is the Vita version of of um, Uncharted, um, and my moment of shame to admit is that I've never played an Uncharted game before, and I own one and two, um, and because I got them both with bundles um, when I bought PS3s. When I bought my first PS3, it came with Uncharted. When I bought my second PS3, it came with Uncharted 2. And I never played either of them. Why? Because I just thought Nathan Drake was a ripoff of Laura Croft. And if I said, if I wanted to play Tomb Raider, then I'd play Tomb Raider. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I know. I'm a bitch. But that's okay. And um, <clears throat> uh, so I never played it. And so I just decided since there was no Tomb Raider for the Vita, I would go ahead and uh, play Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. It is. It is very much what I thought it would be. It's like a a male version of Tomb Raider and sexist joke and a little misogyny. Yeah, yeah. The huge. Um, the huge. Yeah. The huge. <laughs> um, and I think that the the. Um, Interface of the Vita has added a whole nother level of sexism to the game. Um, and like I said, it's, I think I, I have not played the other two and I'm going to have to go back and play a bit of the other ones before I go more into detail in this, but there is definitely a blog post at the very least coming on this, uh, because the interface has added a whole nother level of sexist jokes. Um, it's a, it's like, if I was like, if I hear one more clitoris joke, in the first like five minutes of this game, mm -hmm. I'm going to scream um, because why it's touchscreen and you have to um, either rub the front and or back screens of the Vita in order to do certain things in game. Um, so in order to, you know, in order to help you through the tutorial, they make these clitoris jokes about rubbing stuff. Um, oh God, I can just imagine another year of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> there's definitely um, a post coming on that uh, in the very near future um, because there's been some stuff that's been brewing in my head about platforms and sex and sexism anyway. Um, but that being said, uh, I've also been playing Dungeon Hunter Alliance um, on the Vita, uh, which is pretty interesting as well. Um, well, you know, for a number of reasons, because, you know, I'm playing... I'm playing a male dungeon hunter and uh, it's not what I usually do. Um, and <laughs> Why are you playing a male? Well, because I didn't have an option. Ah. That'll do um, it. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so I'm stuck. Right? And, uh, and it's been the same thing with Uncharted. I'm like, I'm playing all these male characters and I never do this. <laughs> um, 
But uh, it's, you know, it's a decent dungeon crawler for the Vita. You know, I get to go through and, like, bash stuff and use magic. And, and it gives you um, the magic might finesse system kind of. It's much like Amalar where you can level up in, in a number of different things all at the same time um, and and uh, map them to keys on the Vita so that you can use all of your, you can use all of the different um, approaches to combat all at once. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's not, of course, combat is not as good as it is in Amalar. Um, well, I shouldn't say that because I don't know that I don't expect the combat to be as good on you know, a next gen handheld, I should be able to expect that the combat will be as good, especially for 300 bucks. I should be, be able to expect that the combat is as good. Um, but it's not, um, but it's a, it's a, a decent dungeon. Um, it's a decent dungeon crawler. Um, and, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed a bit of it. Um, it's been a good pick up and put back down game. Cause I can easily kind of just, put the game to sleep and move on. Um, Those are always nice to have on the back burner. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Lumines or Lumines or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, I didn't, I, I played this game originally on the PSP. That was one of my first PSP games. And I, I didn't know what it was then. And I still don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> nostalgia, nostalgia made me play, uh, made me play it on the Vita because I played it on the PSP. It's a good puzzle game. With Alex, you would like it because of the music. Ooh, okay. I was gonna say I got a music of my indie game of the week is music heavy too, so I think I think that's becoming one of my things. I like it. <clears throat> Excuse me, you would like it. So I played that. Um, that being said, I am really liking the Vita. Um, thankfully, um, more than I more than I liked the 3DS at launch. Um, I like the the kind of social networking, who's near you, who's playing what friend system called Near on Vita. Um, and there's like an incredible number of people clearly that have this because, I mean, I live like out in the country <clears throat> and um, I, can turn, I can turn my Vita on and it'll say 20 people near me. That's um, crazy. Have Vita. Oh, it's so crazy. I can't even believe that. I mean, Alex knows where I live. I mean, I live, oh, I yeah, live you in the subdivision, but I'm out in the country. Like, literally, I look out my back window, and I can see the farmer behind behind our subdivision, like, doing his uh, like doing his crops with his horse. Um, <laughs> and he's got a Vita in his hand. <laughs> and he's got a Vita in his hand. <laughs> How much are the Vitas, Sam? Huh? How much are the Vitas? Um, it depends uh, on the model it you It does. Get. I got the Wi-Fi only. Um, I got the Wi-Fi only, and I think it was two forty nine. I want to say. Yeah, the the Wi-Fi ones only are two forty nine ninety nine. Yep, and, and then, then the, the other ones are two ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Um, I got it at Target, um, like right in that launch window. So it actually came with a four gigabyte um, card. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's yeah. really nice. Because those cards are expensive. Cards are expensive. It was the smallest card, and it was also the last, the very last one. So <laughs> I would have pissed if I had been five minutes later and hadn't gotten one. Yeah. Um, it, was the, it was the last card and the last Wi-Fi-only Vita they had. Um, you know, but, 
you know, Sony's doing the same thing they did with the PSP. It's proprietary. It's proprietary memory. You have to buy their Sony memory. And it's, like, ridiculously expensive. A four-gigabyte card, you can get a four-gigabyte SD card for, like, 50 cents on fucking eBay. Mm -hmm. But theirs is 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's fine if all you're doing is saves. But, you know, they also have their um, games available at the same time that they that they launch um, on disc for download on the on the PlayStation Store mm-hmm. for five bucks cheaper. But so but you can only on a four gigabyte card you can get maybe two games on it. Because oh. I think games range from one and a half to three gigabytes or something like that. So anywhere from one to two games as long as they're small games on a four gigabyte card. Um, and then they have the four, the eight I want to say the 16 and the 32. So they range anywhere from 20 to a hundred and something bucks hmm. for the, for the, um, for the cards, which, you know, is expensive, especially when you're talking about the fact that you pay 250 or 300 bucks for the system itself. How much are the games? Are they like 60, like normal? No, the games are actually a little less expensive. You can get the games for, um, they, they range cause they have some of the, the more indie like games, I think were like 29 99 mm-hmm. and some of the big ticket games like, um, uncharted, I think was 49 99, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, if you buy them on the PlayStation network are $5 cheaper. Like, um, if I had bought, I bought, um, uncharted at the store, but if I had bought it online, it would have cost me forty four ninety nine instead of forty nine. But you're still not making up any money if the cards are twenty bucks, right? You no. have to buy four games on it to be able to make that worth it, or put four games on it, right? In order to yeah, in, on a four gig card, in order to make it worth it, because right. well, then no, it wouldn't even make it worth it. It would just it, it would, would just break, break even, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you know. It just depends if you have a big card and you just want it. And, and it was, it's helpful, though, because you don't have to carry all those little discs with you. Yeah, that's true. You'd have them, like, wherever you went. So it's a question of convenience as well. Yeah. Um, so, and like I said, there's some, there's some other little things. Like, one of the things that they have promised um, is that you'll be able to... Um, play games on your PS3 and then continue playing it on your Vita and then bring your save back and pick up where you left off on your PS3 later and, mm. and vice versa, right? Yeah. Uh, can't do that yet. That's coming with an update, I suppose. Um, but you'll still have to buy games for both platforms. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's going to be a whole lot of freaking money if nobody discounts them because you're talking 60 bucks for the game on the PS3 and another 50 bucks for the game on the Vita. For, that just seems crazy. For AAA titles. Yeah. But um, MLB 12 is, is um, open for pre-order now, and I just saw this. And on Amazon, what you can do is you can pre-order the PS3 um the PS3 version and the Vita version, if you order them both together, is $20 off. So instead of paying 100 bucks, you're going to pay 80 bucks for the two. Hmm. So it depends yeah. on you know, how much it's worth to you to be able to, to play both. If, if, you got, if you're giving me good games for the Vita, I don't need to buy, you know, I don't need to play the same game that I'm playing on my console 
on my Vita. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, that also might be a lie. Why? Because I'm known for buying multiple versions of games on different platforms. Yes, you are. <laughs> you have little self-control. None whatsoever. <laughs> um, so, more than you wanted to know about the Vita was what I'm playing. Um, I also, as I said, am still a liar because I said I wasn't. I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, the, the demo has said, has made me believe that I won't pre-order Mass Effect 3 and it mm-hmm. might not be a launch day purchase for me. Yeah, lie and another lie because I pre-ordered <laughs> it. And, uh, <laughs> I pre-ordered it, you know, because I pre-ordered it um, from Amazon because I got, you know, 10 buck credit and I got, a, you know, a, a, a weapon for as a pre-order bonus. Um, and I've got Amazon Prime, so it came, it came launch day. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm with Nicole on this one. It, it's pretty damn good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to. Did you pick up the first day DLC as well? You know what? I did not. I um I bought it just because obviously I have to have that Prothean teammate. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't got to play around with them yet, so I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, I probably I probably will end up um, I probably will end up buying it, and I was thinking about that today, actually. Um, but then I started playing something else instead um, that I didn't play enough of to really talk about this week, and that's the um, XBLA um, house party game for this week. I am alive, but I'm not going to talk about that one because I didn't get to play enough of it to really talk about it much. Um, just to run through other games quickly. Um, I pulled out an old XBLA uh, title. Why? Because I just needed something to be able to veg out and was playing Jewel Quest on XBLA. Um, I played some more Kingdoms of Amalar and some more Resident Evil Revelations on the 3DS. Um, You know what I played today, like as a throwback to the old, olden days, was the original arcade version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, over wow. at my buddy's house, he's got a bunch of like arcades, like uh, uh, Donkey Kong and and stuff like that. And I and I got to play the uh, the uh, original. He had it on the Xbox actually, which is sort of cool. But anyway, that was a good game. It that was, was a really great, and I am so much better at it now than I was when I was a little kid. So suck it, game. <laughs> Aren't you killing the putty guys in that one too? What putty guys? What do you mean? I think isn't that what they were called? They were, or maybe that's just what I called them when I was little. Wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but they had like those guys. Dudes. They look like putty. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you kill those dudes. Okay. And there's like ninjas and stuff. Yeah. Yep. The foot. Okay. <laughs> the foot. Oh, right. That was their clan name in in number two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I, didn't, I was just throwback. Go ahead. No, yeah. that's fine. And then um, I played uh four new iOS games this week. Um, Bunny Popper from Jupiter Moon um, was the developer and it's just what it sounds like you have to pop bunnies as they hop down the street at you it's actually very <laughs> cute it was like 99 cents um, and it was uh, from the uh, from one of the guys or a couple of the guys who had been in Infinity Ward left Infinity Ward and started their own company but Bunny Popper is their first iOS game it's very cute. Um, and I also played uh, Tapper World Tour from Square One developers. Um, 
it's just that. Remember the the tapper game where you had to serve beer and pick up the glasses. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a world tour where you actually go through and do different bars in different cities, and there's like different levels. Um, it sounds like know, a good time waster. It is a great time waster, and it's perfect for iOS, right? Just to tap the mm-hmm. screen. Um, except now that your bartender is um, a cute blonde in a ponytail and really short shorts. Oh um, yeah, because, you know, that just makes sense. Of course she is. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I played another game that was free um, from Limbic Software called Nuts. Um, it's where you actually it uses the accelerometer and you have to um, aim your... Uh, you have to tilt your you have to tilt your phone to aim at nuts as you race up a tree. You're a squirrel, um, and it was really fun for a minute because I kind of played. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll try it. And I played for a few minutes, and I was like, okay, so when do I get past this kind of tutorial? Here's how you aim level, and then I realized that was the whole game, um, and then I was <laughs> done with it. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I played uh, another word game this week on iOS, Word Ladder. It's a single-person game um, by Sporacle. Sporacle is the best name ever. But Sporacle. Sporacle. Yeah. Um, where you actually, it's one of those ones that you have to change one letter um, in every word as you go down the line, up the, you know, down the ladder. Um, to fill in the clue. So it gives you a clue. Um, and every clue is just changing one letter in the word, um, which was really cute. And, and I'm actually pretty good at those games. But what really irritated me about it is that, you know, if you if you missed one and got out, all you had to do was restart and it let you restart. So, you know, you're, ne- you're never getting a true score on anybody hmm. because everybody's eventually going to get 100% as long as they keep playing through and remember what the answer was that they missed. And see, I'm too competitive for that shit. I don't want to see a bunch of people with 100% on Game Center, and I know that I can actually beat them, <laughs> but they beat me because they cheated. That being said, that's all I played this week. <laughs> Just those couple things. <laughs> so that's me this What's next? Are we reading things? Are we reading things? I'm reading all the things. We are not going to get to the issue this week. We are getting to the issue. We are getting to the issue. (laughs) It's a good one. Uh, I think it's reading, right? Yeah, what are we reading? I'm going to not go first. No, go ahead. Go first. Okay. Uh, We we read How to Do Things with Video Games (laughs) by Ian Bogost. So... I just, I, I don't want to be mean, but I'm personally offended by everything that he writes about. Uh, because the way, because he's such an iconic figure. First of all, this book was a collection of blog posts. So if you go into it, like expecting substance, substance, then you're not going to find that. Um, and not that there isn't really interesting parts of the book, because like, some of like the ideas he has throughout these, he is like, uh, he, he's, he's writing an ecology of games, right? So he has all these different like topics and some of them are like crazy interesting. Um, and then he just sort of like throws the idea. It's like a, you know, blog post. You just kind of throw the idea out there and then you don't really dig into it at all. So it's like, Oh, that's a super interesting idea. But then you turn the page and it's a new chapter and we're like moving on. Right. So it was sort of disappointing, but he's such an iconic figure. And people, when they don't know a ton about video game scholarship, they take what he says as, like, the holy grail of how we should do video games, right? 
So, like, there's all these people who are imitating Bogos, and the problem is, is that his theories and his, like, method of interpreting games is really myopic, is that the word? Mm Short-sighted? Near-sighted? Whatever. Um, And they focus in on one aspect, and they completely disregard all of the things that I think are the most important and most interesting in games. So, for example, his titillation chapter, um, which could have been crazy interesting and applied to a number of different games, he applied it only to um, games that were explicitly about sex and rape, like Rape Lay and uh, Custard's Revenge, you know, like the typical ones you read about, um, as opposed to, like, you could look at, I mean, almost any game and talk about the titillation and, like, what that means in the game. So, like... Um... I don't know. I have Mortal Kombat on the brain because I just played that, but um, Shadows of the Damned, right? Like talking about like the sexual titillation and the sort of things that are happening in that game. And it's like a peripheral thing that's going on. Um, But like, it feels to me like that is the most important stuff that's happening because it's really obvious to play a game where you're supposed to go rape somebody and be like, okay, maybe this isn't a great idea. Right. But it's like, it's like less in your face if it's like peripheral stuff that's happening. And so I feel like... Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I just feel like uh, like it's... like I'm always so frustrated because I love what he's doing and it's super important, but it's become like the thing to do and, it, and it's not doing what I think should be done. Was that, was that, there was a lot of like to be verbs in that sentence. I'm sorry. So that's what I'm reading and ranting about, I guess. Reading and ranting. Reading and ranting about. What do you well, think, I... Sam? Huh? You read it too. What do you think? No, I mean, I think that that you you make, you're making some really good points, and and it is a collection of like blog posts, and it doesn't it doesn't go as in depth as as like coming out of unit operations and then yeah. like perce- uh, 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 persuasive games, persuasive, yeah, like. It Those feels like where's insane. the rest, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels like where's the rest, right? And 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 I think that that makes perfect sense. I mean, and for a group of folks who have read, you know, his other stuff and have read um, kind of other in-depth game theory to come upon this, it's like, okay, well, now I see where you know mainstream media and lay people are getting these kind of ideas where you're like, where are they just pulling this out of their ass or what? Because they're reading like half the story and making up the rest as they go along. Yes, which is so dangerous and mischaracterizes the interesting work that's happening that Bogost himself is doing too, you know. But yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. No, I mean I, I think I agree with you. I agree with you uh, I mean in, uh, wholeheartedly. Um, that is actually um, I'm not going to because you've done such a good job if I don't have to go into great detail and talk about it. Um but that is actually the only thing that I've read this week um, because I've been going through and, and looking at, you know, 50 other ways and trying to figure out a medium for something that I'm working on myself um, to figure out how to publish um, something that needs to be interactive um, but will not be satisfactory as an ebook or as a web-based um, as a web-based project, so. I'm very excited to hear more about that. We did read another thing, though. We read uh, Imaginary Games. Oh, I, we did. No, we talked about that last time, didn't we? Cool. Imaginary Games? <clears throat> I think we might have. <clears throat> but it was just due last Monday, right? 
I don't remember. Don't lie to me. I mean, don't, don't get me started lying. <laughs> Do you remember hearing about it, Nicole? It's like a philosophy I don't, book. but I... Yes, I because remember. you ranted about it. You were like, because you were thinking that it was just going to be another book where somebody who wanted to talk about, used mm, games to okay. talk about something else they wanted to talk about. That's right. That's right. You totally did. All right. Well, snap. I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> snap. Snap at myself. <laughs> In your head. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Does that leave me then? I think that leaves you. That leaves you. Man. The only thing is, is like I've been trying to find material to read um, The Plane Ride to California. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I'm going to sit down and reread Reality is Broken all in one like sitting finally. Mm -hmm. um, so I started it, but I've, I've barely got like I probably like 20 pages in. I just barely got into it again. But. I just remember, like, when that game, when that, when that game, when that book first came <laughs> out, how people were, like, so into the whole idea of, like, this, this female writing that book, and it's, it's kind of bringing that back up for me again. Yeah. But still, very, I, I enjoy the book. I don't know what you guys thought of it, but I enjoy that book very much. Sam read it. I haven't read it, so. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gosh. See? Need more alcohol. Um. <laughs> That's the answer for everything. That is the answer for everything. Um, I think it was a good book. Um, and I also, but I also think it, this is another book that was for the uninitiated. Um, it was not for folks who do game studies because it was preaching to the, it was preaching to the choir. Um, and I don't know that it was necessarily telling us anything that we didn't already know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that it was a great book for people who were trying to figure out what the hell she was talking about because it gives her kind of a platform to get all of her ideas out there and across the folks in a, in a kind of easily accessible way. Um, and, and like I said, and it, so it is easily accessible for lay folks. I mean, it was interesting, but it was nothing that... It, it was kind of like when I was reading it, I was like, okay, so we already know this. Well, where's the, you know, where's the wow? Where's the, here, where's the, here's what we, you know, here's, here's what we got to do that you don't already know kind of thing. Right. Um, right. And that was, that was kind of my only um, complaints about the book was that it, it didn't do anything really new um, for folks who do, who do games. Right. Right. I, I think that's kind of why maybe I did enjoy it, though, also, is because of the fact that I thought it was interesting that she was able to bring, like, because I read it with a friend, and the um, my friend who was also reading it, like, is not is not a part of the whole, like, gaming thing whatsoever. So for him, it was just like a whole, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe these things are going on kind of thing. That's so cool. it was it was an eye opener for him, whereas for me it was like, yeah, see what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. <laughs> it was like, this is what I, this is what you should have gotten out of this. <laughs> right, exactly. So, that's what I read. Cool. And am reading again. And am reading again. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So Sam, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It's, it has been a while. It's a warm weather drink, though. It is a warm weather drink, um, but I'm back to the sneaky sneaky. Sneaky sneaky. I am back to the sneaky sneaky. All right, and for 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 me who has no idea what that is. Okay, so the sneaky <laughs> sneaky actually started about this time last year, in right? in a much different state. You need to you need to just back up and tell the whole thing. 
Tell the whole story. Well, well, no, not the whole story. Okay, not the whole story. Um, so the sneaky sneaky started about uh, this time last year, um, where we went to this place called um, oh, what was Sweet it? George's Juke Joint? Sweet George, I was like, it was something somebody's Juke Joint. Sweet George's Juke Joint. We were in Atlanta, and they had a drink called a Sneaky Sneaky, um, and I tried one, and it was I was like, this because this sounds really good. It was like Lemonade, lemons, and firefly iced tea flavored vodka. And I was like, it's an alcoholic Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you cannot taste the alcohol in this drink at all. You really can't. It's dangerous. It's so dangerous. dangerous. That's why it's a sneaky sneaky. That's why it's called the sneaky sneaky. So, um, so you drink a couple of them, <clears throat> and then Which you try did. to stand up. Yeah, and uh, that doesn't work too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we came back, and and we we came back to we came back, and and iced tea flavored vodka had not made it to our little small neck of the woods That's yet. Right. That's so right. they had like oh. they had like you know Jeremiah cream, weed we tried right Jeremiah weed versions. And then there was Jeremiah Weed iced tea flavored vodka. So last year, this time on the podcast, I was going through all of these different <laughs> drinks every week, trying to find the perfect sneaky sneaky. And then the Firefly vodka finally showed up. And I found that the perfect mix <laughs> is Firefly iced tea flavored vodka, the plain, not the peach, not the lemon, not any of the flavored ones. You're a purist. I am a purist. <laughs> a purist. And. Simply lemonade. I love simply juices. Yeah, I do too. They make simply them, orange is like my favorite. It's so good. They make the best margarita. Seriously, like tequila and simply lime. I mean, it's incredible. Really? <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. You don't need anything else. Try that. You definitely See? should. That's, that's next. That's 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 next next podcast drink. Oh, plus, trust me, you do not want me drinking tequila and re- recording it, or I don't want my tequila recorded. But okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that's what that's the story behind the sneaky sneaky. And I drank sneaky sneakies for like four or five months. I think it's the drink of the podcast, right? It is the drink of the podcast. Right. It is the drink of the podcast. I think. And um, I had gone to some other things for a while, but now, you know, I'm back to the sneaky sneaky. <laughs> you guys broke up for a little bit. Well, sometimes we have scotch. Sometimes we have scotch. Sometimes we sometimes have beer. scotch days. Yeah. yeah. And then all the good beer gets released in the spring, so there's a bunch of good stuff out sometimes. So. Yep. So you're just waiting for that to happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. They just released a, a couple new, a new Rogue Barley wine. That I tried that was really good. I don't know. I'm having such a love affair with the sneaky sneaky tonight that I might stay with it for a while. <laughs> I wish I had a sneaky sneaky. <laughs> Maybe I'll call my mom. What do you think? Oh hmm. I'm not I'm not drinking anything. I'm under the weather, so I have nothing. So Nicole? That's so sad. I am rocking Mountain Dew. Booyah. <laughs> It's so eventful. Um, no, I I have another project, last one for the week due tomorrow, and I just need to stay awake for one more night, and then I'll be done. So you so, have to stay awake to do a project? I'm drinking alone. Oh, Drink- no. 
Oh, that's sad. I'll go break out some booze, but I'm probably going to throw up, so. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm drinking alone. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. I'll drink alone. I'm gonna have to go to AA or something. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to AA or something. Why? Because you're making me drink alone. Podcasting AA. <sighs> <laughs> Um, at ten o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll go get a drink with you. What do you think? At ten o'clock tomorrow morning, I am not drinking at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I like day drinking. Day right. Good lord. Oh yeah. News. Um. Yeah. All right. So one little tidbit of news that is sort of interesting is that George Washington is a character in Bioshock Infinite, and he's a bad dude. So he's. Yeah, he looks pretty awesome too. That picture is he like looks epic. completely badass. Yeah, like like insane, a little bit insane, and then totally awesome at mm. the same time. <laughs> um, uh, Bethesda's Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim is named Game of the Year at the twelfth um, annual Game Developers Choice Awards, and uh, Portal Two received three awards for best design, narrative, and audio. So. Represent, yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. Really, I think that yeah, those are great games. How could Skyrim not have been Game of the Year? Well, it's just the big question. Certainly, certainly. You would believe, that, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then you get Batman fans in here, and they're like, "No, no, no, no! Arkham City was the best game no. of the year." No, no. I disagree as well. I'm so glad we all do. Yeah, that's just silly. <laughs> I, I, I am a Batman fan. Yeah, you love those games, and it's yeah. yeah. I, 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 I played I played Batman for damn near twenty four hours straight when we did that when we did that um the gaming marathon. Gaming marathon. Yeah, yeah, but Scott, I would never say it should win Game of the Year over Skyrim. That's crazy making. Yeah, you need a lot of depth to be like a Game of the Year type thing, and while some are good in lots of different ways, it's still not Game of the Year material. Yeah, right. no. I agree. Like I would say, the best game, I've, indie game that I've played this year is trying, trying to, but there's tons of other games that I've absolutely loved. But I think they need a certain X factor. I don't yeah. know. That's a show, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steam's on iOS now, which Sam reports is kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say it was kind of lame. I said I'm editorial realizing. Yeah, that, those are Nicole Nicole Murray's <laughs> I said it's not a game platform on iOS. It is a chat client and a purchase portal. Right. Is what we should call it. Um, which like I said is is a good idea if you know you are going to be traveling or can't get to your computer. Mm-hmm. During the crazy Steam sales where everybody spends way too much money and you want to make sure that you spend more money than you would have naturally, you can just now buy the <laughs> games on your phone. Um, or if you want to harass people um, who are playing games <clears throat> during the middle of the day, like I am, I am known to do anyway, um, <laughs> um, when they're playing on Steam, mm-hmm. you can do it now from your phone. It's um, a good idea. I- but I've got Steam installed on like all my machines, even my my machine at work, so I can. Maybe harass. it just seems silly to us because we're constantly around Wi-Fi and computers. Yeah, like I, uh, from where I'm sitting, I see three computers right now. So, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm Being looking on at the campus and having Wi-Fi everywhere helps right. that a lot. Yeah, 
I, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to say I'm sit, I'm sitting in front of two computers. I've got my um, my iPhone in one hand, my Vita in, at the other, and my um, iPad at my feet. So, <laughs> dear, dear Lord, which will bring me to my next point, Mrs. Spoiled. Um, I have very exciting personal news. Drum roll! I get my new laptop on Monday. Yay! I get an Alienware 14X with 750 gigs hard drive and uh, 8 gigabyte dual uh, memory and awesome graphics stuff. And I am just so crazy excited. And Sam would probably be hitting me right now if she were near me because she is mad at me and hates me. <laughs> Will you explain your hate? I don't understand why you react to that with such. I rage. hate you. It's like the only thing you can say. It, it saddens me. That I hate you? Yes. She's, she's, she's I'm jealous. And, and you don't have to pay for it. Well, right. she's not paying for hers either. Oh, hey, that's hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, she is. Don't talk I, yes, I'm just jealous. My mom kicks ass okay and she also is so freaking addicted to civilization 5 that she cannot wait the leg that it takes them to update uh the mac version after they update the pc version so for a few months at a time or for whatever amount of time um a couple times a year when they do updates we can't play together and this enrages her so for my birthday um she's she has bought me this new computer which I find perfectly acceptable, Samantha. But it's not your birthday. It is my birthday very soon. When but is your birthday? My birthday, okay, let me just say, I asked for it early because if she actually gave it to me on my birthday, I wouldn't be able to play it till the summer. But now I can play it over spring break. See? It's totally 100% logical. My birthday's April 3rd. <laughs> wow, so that is a solid month early. Yeah. You know, I, I need you on my side here. <laughs> I think I'll ask for one as a graduation present, and that'll be like three months early. That was my first good computer. Was my it was a graduation present. I'll have to do that then. Yeah, uh -huh. good idea. There you go. Yeah. So I have all of these games that I've bought on Steam for PC because good sales, and I've never been able to play them, and I'm so excited. So I have like, I have probably ten or fifteen games that I can't play. That I'm just gonna be like. See, that's really crazy. sad. See, you are the person that doesn't need that Steam app on your phone because <laughs> if you're buying games that you can't play just because they're on sale, <laughs> I have never denied that I have a serious problem. Okay, <laughs> but there's all these good indie games, and then they get down to like 99 cents. I can't just let that pass me by. Okay, that's whatever. True. 99 cents is okay. Even if I can never play them, I at least have them. It's a it's an investment for my future. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on from that news, since it enrages Sam, uh, <laughs> the final one is that game sales are down in Feb this February by twenty four percent in comparison with last year, which is weird, right? It is weird. I because I was also trying to think what came out. That's in why February I was just trying to figure year. out what came out last February. Yeah. What came out? Because I feel like Mass Effect would be bigger than whatever came out. Well, Mass Effect didn't come out in February. Came oh, out in March. March. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so February this year we had what? Twisted Metal, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, uh, Skyrim, Amular. 
Scarlet? Did Skyrim come out in February or January? I feel like it was January. Wait, Skyrim? Yeah. When did Skyrim come out? 11-11-11. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, right. that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, but then that's so right. then there 11, was... 11. I remember that because I was like counting down the days. Counting <laughs> In fact, you were yelling it in the halls, if I remember correctly. Yeah, probably. Dragonborn. <laughs> I was, you're right. Oh, okay. You know what came out last year in February? What? Black Ops came out. Oh. Yeah. And they that did that ridiculous, like, blew all the records out of the water. That yeah. It's, and they sell, like, a trillion copies in the first 24 TV. hours or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. That makes sense. That would have been the big, biggest one. I mean, there was a lot of other small stuff that came out. Um, stacking this, that's the XBLA mm-hmm. game, though. No, that actually came on PS3 in February of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, stupid stuff like You Don't Know Jack. Yeah. Uh, which I actually played, but I didn't buy, I rented. Good call, good call. In my own defense. I was addicted to You Don't Know Jack on the PC when it first came out, like probably before you were born. And um, <clears throat> so... I make that joke often, and I can make it about you, too, because I was actually playing a lot of games before Alex was born. Yeah, you know, I'm not the youngest one on the podcast anymore, so I know. See? I'm very oh. excited about that. I guess I, I'm just assuming that I'm older than you, but I'm older than you. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's claiming it, even if it's not true. <laughs> I'm the young one now. Yeah, I, see, that, that probably in and of itself would have done it, was uh, Black Ops. Black Ops, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, definitely. Because Black Ops was Call of Duty's biggest release. Ever. Ever, yeah. And Isn't that, like, the biggest release in game history? I, I, last I saw. Yeah. Really? More than Halo 3? Yeah. yeah. Halo 3 huge? No, yeah. no, no. This crushed Halo 3. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um... The article it doesn't make it sound like gaming's on the way down, but they didn't really talk about the reasons why. They just talk about other like comparisons and stuff. So, yeah. who knows? Yeah, it was not so. Yeah, yeah. What's next? Are we done with news? Does anybody else have any news? No, nope, don't think so. Um, I'm gonna do. I'll do my indie game of the week, but it's gonna be short because I only played um the demo for it. Uh, it's System Protocol 1. They give you, like, a good, a really good demo um, that lasts a long time. So you can try that out before you um, jump into it. It's by a crazy... I wrote down the developer's name. Wild True Fork. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Wild, like, W-H-I-L-E, too. Wild True Fork. Anyway. Um... So this is a, your this game is really weird. You're trying to protect your tower and you like put up these defenses and then these aliens come through, which are basically, cause this is like an old eight bit type game, right? So like mm-hmm. the, these aliens that are just like different colors, like come through. Um, the coolest thing about this is the music. The music like makes you just zone the F out. It is crazy. Um, and uh, it's 10, it's 10 bucks right now. So that's why I would say play the demo first, because, like, I didn't love it enough. I mean, you you get to play it a bunch, and I didn't... It's not my type of game, really, that I dig um, inherently. So play, play the demo and check it out, and then uh, it's for Mac and PC. 
Um, but I can see, like, some people, people who would like to, like, Bit Trip Runner will love this game, because uh, it's sort of, like, music-oriented and uh, not, like, simple gameplay, but it's, like, simplistic action that is super difficult, like, super Meat Boy stuff, right? So, <laughs> so, uh, so System Protocol 1 by Wild True Fork. Cool. <laughs> see, now I might have to check that out. It's weird. I think yeah, you won't like it. I don't think I won't like it. I don't know. Maybe. But you can try it out for free first. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, you yeah. can't really go wrong with that. There's um, there's a game that 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 sounds similar to. I don't know. Have have either of you played uh, Photonica? No. Uh uh-uh. uh Um, I forget who it's done by, and I could look it up. But um, basically the whole thing is is that you are running on a like one single track. And you like the only control that you have is to hit space to mm-hmm. jump, mm-hmm. but you have to time it in order to like make these jumps that you're going to. And just the way that it's like um, made up, I don't even know what to like really call it. It's like a is it a platformer? It's a first person view, oh. and you can see your hands when you're running. And the way the environment is displayed is like. Um, like a in Tron, you know how like they have like the the outlined lines yeah. and everything. Yeah. That's how everything is. That's how this but game is too. It's like Tron without lines. Yeah, that's how this is. Except it's um, the the like greatest thing about it that really drew me to it, and even just in the trailer, like there's a trailer for it on YouTube, and you can look <laughs> it up. Um, but it's the music, like the music yeah. drew me to it, and the music made it feel very immersive. So I thought that was really cool. And if that, game, if the system protocol is like that, I would definitely play it. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds really similar. Yeah. See, now I really want to try it. I'm gonna check it out. Now I might buy it. <laughs> you hated it. Why would you buy it? I didn't hate. No, no, no. I definitely did not hate it. I definitely. I don't mean to give that impression. <laughs> Maybe I need to give it a second chance, though. I just wasn't, like, barfing because I loved it so much. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, when you love things, you throw up, right? That's a, Right. Okay. Exactly. Clearly. clearly. That's, that's the way it works. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone does that. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. The issue. da 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 Okay, so we have our issue of the week. And I'm trying to figure out how to frame this because I think Nicole and I are going to have to fight. And, um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm ready. <laughs> um, but the way that we started to think about this issue is, is Nicole brought up the question of whether or not, um, in Mass Effect 3, if femship is just a woman slapped into a man's role, right? Yeah. Um, and... And and to her, it seems like a lot of, and I'm saying to to her because this is just, I'm not saying it's not true for other folks, um, that just a lot Nicole. of female protagonists in games um, are portrayed in the same way, just women slapped into men's roles, um, and and so she's talking about in terms of the, this Ripley syndrome from Alien. So we're we're going to talk a bit tonight about how female protagonists get constructed in games. Um, I think that kind of characteristically and narratively it'll it'll be a pretty interesting conversation so so nicole i'm gonna have you start what do you so femship okay well i guess my whole idea with it is that in the first two mass effects 
they never like made an iconic femship for us to like associate ourselves with. Um, the really iconic image that you saw was always like commander John Shepard. Like that was who it was. Um, and then if you were a girl and you happened to be playing the game, well, you could happen to have a female like avatar for her basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really felt like in those ones that she had a like that she really filled a female role in the game. It was just that they happened to slap boobs on a guy mm-hmm. and that's who she was. Um, but then I thought it was interesting now that they're trying to associate Mass Effect 3 with either having like the male or the female role. And even just through playing, um, I mean, because I made, I obviously made Fem Shep look the way I wanted her to look, but mm-hmm. they do have that very specific image of her now as well. Um, so then in that, while I'm playing, I was trying to decide if I thought that the way she was talking or even just her mannerisms and stuff like that, if those were specifically female or if it was literally just, like I said before, boob slapped on a man's body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I do or not feel like that for this one. I think specifically for the Mass Effect series, I think they're trying to pull in a... a a different audience for the game, which mm-hmm. is great because I love having like a powerful female character, but I'm not necessarily sure that it's that she's a powerful female character as it is that she's a powerful, like dominant persona. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's interesting because even before you brought this up the other day, I've been thinking about that because they made a bigger deal out of Femshep this time around than they ever had before. Right. And, I noticed that too. A way bigger deal. And I've played a Femme Shep since Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never played a male Shepherd. My Shepherd has always been female. Yeah, mine too. Um, but what I found myself doing this time around, even in the demo itself, the I mean, early on, was paying closer to attention to a lot of things about Femme Shep. Mm-hmm. Right? Um for example, there's the, there's the, and if you play the demo, this is nothing new. So it's, I don't consider this spoilers, but if you think that anything in the demo is spoilers, turn your radio down. I mean, turn your um, player down for a second. Radio? Um, What's that? Radio. <laughs> See, I'm old. <clears throat> and plus I listen to podcasts on the radio in my car. So bite me. And um, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Um, early on, when when she finds the kid in the in the um, in the in the duct in the duct uh, when she's when the reapers have come, um, they give you the option of saying, "Get out of here, kid," or "Come with me and let me protect you." Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've paused, and I know what I would have said mm-hmm. as a person, right? But I was like. Okay, but I don't want to play femship like that. I want, you know, because, I mean, and I am not, <laughs> go figure, the most feminine of people in the entire world. Um, <laughs> no. But I am very nurturing. Right. Oh, that can sure. be said. Right. Um, so I would have automatically have said, come with me and let me protect you. Because, I, you know, I have that, that urge to protect all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all, you know, all, all innocence, all vulnerable folk. Um, so I would have automatically said that, but I didn't say this to this kid when I played through the demo, I said, get out of here, kid. 
right? Because I made that conscious decision because I said, I don't want to play. I, I said, I don't want femship to be stereotypically female. Really? Yeah. Which is, which was really interesting. And then I felt horrible because, you know, the kid ends up on the ship that blows up, but then, right. and I was like, <laughs> but then it turned out that it doesn't matter how you answer that question, how you, how you, what you say to the kid that happens anyway. Um, so I, I felt kind of, you know, bad about that. But there are, are, there were moments that kind of struck me as why the fuck did this happen or why did I say this or why did that happen? Like when they were kind of making their way with the, um, oh, what's his name? See, I've had too much, um, too many sneaky, sneaky, sneaky things. Um, it could be the fact that you get no sleep. That too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I've been up since five o'clock this morning. Um, but when she, when they're making their way through with the ambassador, what's his name? Blasey Um, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Right. They're making their way through the the wreckage, and and Shep Shepherd slips, oh, and yeah. Anderson grabs it grabs it grabs Shepherd, and says and and she goes and she goes well I'm gonna say she because my my Shepherd is female mm-hmm. right. and she goes thanks I owe you one mm-hmm. and he goes more than one right and and I'm like wait did he say that because I'm playing femme Shep would that have happened if my Shepherd was male mm-hmm. right. Right, because it seemed very, it seemed almost very condescending, and I did not like the fact that Shepard had to be saved. Right, because here you're talking about a man that's got to be at least ten years her senior, if not twenty. Right, right, right. and is not in the in the greatest of physical sh- shape. Even though he has been military, he is administrative military. Right, right. I yeah. mean, and she's kick ass, and she's kick ass boots on the ground military, right? Mm-hmm. So if anybody should have slipped, it should have been him. Right, and she should have saved him. Right. And the, so there have been those kinds of moments, and it happens, and I won't, I won't continue with the spoilers, but even kind of in the first half hour to hour of play, there were three or four or five of those incidences that really just kind of bugged the shit out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so, like I said, not only did those things stick out for me, but I have made conscious decisions based on the fact that I did not want my femship to be stereotypically female, right? right? I mean, and when I mean, after like reflecting on that, is it because you want her to be like this powerhouse, or is it because you like just can't see her as a like a like a stereotypical female anymore because of the previous games? I don't know. That's a good question. I, you know, I think more than anything, it's just because I've become, I, I don't think it's, it's anything that benign. I think that it is the publicity that FemShep has got this time or gotten this time around. Mm-hmm. It's just stuck in my head. So it's right. making me play FemShep in a different way because whereas in the past I have allowed FemShep to just do whatever I would have done. Right. Now I'm like, ah, oh, that's a little too too much. I don't I want Femshep to be more badass than that. Right. You know, I want Femshep. I mean, I'm even playing, I'm playing I I rolled a whole new Femshep. I did not carry over my Femshep from Mass Effect 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, that's kind of crazy. Whole new. Whole Living new. on the edge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm even I even went ruthless this time. Really? Yeah. <sighs> 
<laughs> you just messed her world up, man. You did. You totally did. You flipped it upside down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And um, I wonder also if that has anything to do with, like, the Paragon versus the the rogue, like, dialogue. Because I always play mine Paragon because I, I, I hate being that, like, douchebag one. You know, like, I want everyone to like Femship. <laughs> I want everyone to like me. I like the smart-assiness. But then, I, hey, it is, that's me. So that sort funny. of reveals your personalities, I think. <laughs> but at the same time, like, that moment with the kid really stuck out to me, too. Because I ended up choosing to say, like, I'll protect you or whatever. But... In the, gosh, and I don't want to, I wonder if that would be too spoilery or not, but it ends up being something that really affects the character, and I wondered if that's also something that would end up happening as a male shepherd. I kind of want to just play as a male shepherd now and see. Maybe I'll play as a male shepherd when I play over spring break. Yeah, you should, and get back to us. There you go. I'm very curious to see how the dialogue changes because uh-huh. the dialogue between um, different crew members is different whether or not you play whether you play a male or a female shepherd. Okay, and I have to admit, okay, this is the lesbian in me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really saved, excited for what comes next. I yeah. say I saved Ashley just because she's hot. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm pretty sure I saved her the first time through because I didn't know what I was doing. And when I went, like, after I realized that Caden died, I was like, no, I want the hot guy to be on my team. See? See? That would be the straight girl in you. I'm sorry. The lesbian in me saved Ashley because she's hot. If I got to look at somebody, I'd rather look at her. Oh, but you didn't carry your character over, so who's still alive for you? Uh, what do you mean who's still alive for me? Everybody. Well, Ashley's alive. Caden's dead. Okay, okay. You have to make that decision up front. Oh, okay. So they, they ask you to choose whether or not you saved one of yep. them. Okay. And so I saved Ashley. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I know, that's just horrible, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Everyone's got their gaze. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Male gaze, female gaze, whatever. Whatever in the second Mass Effect, I was totally, I was totally all lesbian for Miranda, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because she was hot. There you go. Oh, there it is. And then you run into Liara, and you're like, "Hey, <laughs> what's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> How you been?" <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> But even just out of Mass Effect, though, like, I feel like whenever there's a female character, like, because I was also thinking about in Gears of War 3, like, the fact that you finally get to have Anya, like, side by side with you as a cog, rather Mm -hmm. than, like, some hot blonde girl in a suit or whatever. Um, But she added no substance to that game whatsoever. She Mm -hmm. was, like, Captain Obvious the entire time. Like when she she was like, oh, this person's dying, and I'm like, no, I can see that there's a stake through their heart. Like I know, <laughs> like I didn't think they were just laying there pretending. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole show. <laughs> so in that way, like they they tried to play out the fact that she was gonna be like this ba character basically, but she added no substance to the like to dialogue or anything like that for me. So in that way, she was 
definitely more, f like, I don't want to say feminine because I don't think that females add no character, but she was, she was, um... She had less substance? Had, yeah, she lacked substance. She just didn't have anything to her. And, and, and it's sad that that made me think that they made her more of a female character. Like, she played more of a female role in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or what's been a stereotypical female role in games. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what hard, that's hard about talking about this type of stuff is it's difficult to, like, call out what's happening without, like, sort of implicitly arguing that women are like that, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally and completely feel you on that one. And and it was interesting that you that you said that you called, you talked about it in terms of being a Ripley effect, right? Because <laughs> if you think about Ripley is that in, in, in the aliens is that the kind of evolution of Ripley, Ripley is the is the mother figure, right? right? And that mother figure evolves throughout the series, right? So initially she is the the mother to the little girl, what is her name? It's not Cricket. What does she call that kid? Oh, I can't think of it now. Um, in the in the in the initial alien, and then by the by the end, she is monstrous mother who has given birth to aliens, right? right. Um, because she herself has become this monstrous thing, um, and but you even see it before before the in like alien in aliens where you know she is the she is the protagonist still mm -hmm. but she has a connection with the aliens that other people don't so right. you start to see her as this kind of anamorphic this anamorphic being that is becoming alien and by the and by the third one she is basically right. fully alien or i mean fully alien enough that even her blood now kind of fucking melts metal i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean so so it is this interesting kind of metamorphosis that she does into alien mother from mother to alien mother i mean and that is that is what is necessary for her to survive in right the realm of the man because all the other women get killed off early every mm. time they send out women marines i mean you got badass marines that are like getting murdered mm. i mean this, this shit is crazy it's like really really <laughs> um but you know in order for her to survive she does become this monstrous thing um which is really fucked up in a, in a number of different ways <laughs> But we see, but we we do start to see that same thing happening. Even if, like in my case with Femship, we make that happen for ourselves. Right. 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 So I don't know. I think there's there's definitely. I mean, maybe maybe we've been playing these damn games so long that we find ourselves kind of falling into those same traps. Hmm. Um, but I don't know if it makes a difference that we can see the traps. <laughs> I think it absolutely does. Like, cause when you brought up that question, um, I like went back through all the, all of sort of the games that I've played recently. And then some of my favorites and I hadn't besides like with Seamus Aran, you know, because she was supposed to be a dude character and then they were like, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if she was a female? Um, right. but, like besides that, I had never thought about like the just sort of slapping boobs onto a male character and oh you have a female right. so so i don't know i'm like around games constantly and i hadn't like thought about how much like depth and interesting stuff there are there are to do with those things so 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> Should I talk about my game that I did? Sure. Um, so I did, I went back, okay, so let me start, let me start back at the beginning. So I wanted to look at ga games that, this is why I was thinking of the male and female gaze, because I was like trying to find characters that were made specifically, like they say Nathan Drake was made for a, like a woman to play him, right? Because he was supposed to be like, is, I'm not making that up, right? That's a thing. I don't I remember. So. Yeah. So he was supposed to be like the only male protagonist that was made for, like per the female specifications that the designers figured out. So I was like trying to figure out, um, like based on who is looking at these characters, like what would be um, seen as a masculine character, even though um, she's a woman and what would be seen as like an objectified female and then like what is in between. So I looked at the women of Mortal Kombat, which I've talked about before, and I categorized them based on categories that I came up with on my, um, for no reason other than that it seemed like a good category. And, uh, the only one that I thought was a male character that had um, that just was sort of like slapped on female is Shiva. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know her or any of the other characters in there. I do. I'm just trying to. Well, is it just she's scary looking? Well, here here's what here's what <laughs> I did. I did it by their muscle tone and size, mm -hmm. um, because the not just because I think males have like a uh, more muscles, but because the males in the game mostly have super defined muscles, right? Right. So I did right. it by that. I did it by how likely the breast size would be able to actually occur without the person dying. Mm -hmm. um, I did it by how much clothes um, they get and how much that would actually provide um, some sort of armor against attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, and stance. Like, so how they were standing. Um, oh, the stances and special moves. Um, oh, okay. So, like one, like, one of the characters has a special move where they, like, stab the person through the eye with a stiletto heel. And, like, one person has a special move where they stab their crotch through a groin, right? So, based on those things is what... And then, and then, and then uh, their stances, too. Like, if they stand really sexually or things like that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is Melina. Which is totally Melina. So Melina is my first one. I, I found it. So I did all like I was doing all this research and then I like so I decided that I put into three categories. Um objectified, which is like um like stereotypical male gaze, then masculine, and then other question mark in between question mark. So ones I'm not sure what to do with. So Melina has almost no clothes, huge breasts. She stands in vixen stances, is what I called them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And her mouth is covered. Um, so I thought that was sort of interesting. Yeah. And she's like yeah, but silenced. Right? But that's because of what's like underneath that cloth. Because of her crazy mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Totally fair. Totally fair. That's why it's, like, it's hard to characterize some of these. But I was, So then you have a Kitana who has her stance with her, um, with her fans are one hand behind her head and then one hand on her stomach. So it's very like kind of sexual laying down and a lot of them have the same outfit. So it's just like yeah. the top with the lace that goes across the boobs. Right. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she definitely does not have a battle-ready stance. Yes. So, and then Scarlet was the other, the third one that I thought was the most like overly um, sexualized. And she transforms into a liquid blood state, which I didn't know. She hmm. just trans- Not either. She didn't. Tra- she just transforms into blood. She's the one that stabs through the eye with her stiletto heel. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like Sindel. Like, where do would you put? Where would you guys put Sindel? That's a good question. Because she still has ridiculous breasts and clothes, but in the original yeah. ones, and Sonya Blade too. In the original ones, they had they were pretty covered, right? They had more reasonable. Like, I looked up female boxers to compare Sonya Blade to, and her mm-hmm. outfits seem really in line with what female boxers actually wear. Female boxers or female wrestlers? I looked at boxers for her, for Sonya Blade. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's... Female boxers tend to just wear boxing shorts and kind of the sports, and sports bra kind of... Yep. Yeah. And that's, well, that's what she wears in the original games. In the original, in okay. the Yeah, up until this most recent one but even now like the one that she wears now is pretty well i don't know they, they changed it because hmm. sindel's in a weird place where because she has like the gray hair right right so she's older than most of the female characters but they she still has that's my dog barking she still has um she still has very like a younger body and like mm-hmm. it, like you said earlier her boobs are huge Mm-hmm. And then her all of most of her moves have to do with like her hair, like whipping her hair. Yeah, but it's not sexual, right? And like she never stands no, sexually. A... No, like, she doesn't. So she she was in the middle for me, but she's not masculine, yeah, she's right? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say she's masculine, but she's she's definitely of the of most of the female characters. Mm-hmm. She's the less sexualized, yeah. right? Yeah, Shiva Sindel, and then. I think Sonya Blade is, but she has, she's always in a battle stance and she has muscles that equal the dude, the dude's muscles in the game. So I thought she was kind of in between. Although she has these crazy tiny waists and huge boobs that I don't think are possible. Yeah, I was going to say Shiva is, see, and then to think about Shiva, I think it's impossible to talk about Shiva in terms of sex without talking about in terms of race. Ooh, say more about that. Well, because she is sexualized but still very tribal. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she is. And it is once again this kind of monstrous sexuality. It's- that she is she is very sexual but she's very animalistic, and she's very dangerous. And her outfit is the skimpiest of all of the women that I looked at. Oh, yeah. Which seems interesting in what you're saying, in context yeah. of what you're saying. Right, I mean, it, because it, it all goes back to, again, if you think about body size and proportion, um, it is very much still kind of the, you know, the video game redoing of the hot and tight Venus. Mm. Oh. I don't know what that is. You don't know the hot and tight Venus. Mm-mm. Now you have homework. Mm. Um, <laughs> hey, on spring break, man. 
<laughs> you know, hot and tot, right? The hot and tot Venus um, was actually a woman um, who was um, put in as kind of the sideshow attraction, um, who had um, disfigured genitalia, um, hmm. and um, who had disfigured genitalia that had kind of a veil over it, that kind of a skin veil. Um, but she, so her genitalia and her, um, and she had an ample bottom, shall we say. Um, uh, and so she was paraded naked as well, um, kind of through these, um, through these sideshow attractions. Um, as this is the, um, this is the animalistic side of African woman, mm. right? Um, her name was Sarah Bartman. Um, and even after she died, um, <clears throat> her, her remains were still kind of paraded around um, as, in a freak show attraction. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this naked, um, this naked, disfigured, sexually disfigured um, and ample bottom, the ample breasted woman was mm-hmm. to have been kind of the freak show that was African female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, but, and when you see women in video games, black women in video games, especially yeah. you see those same physical attributes um, exaggerated. Right, so that right. they, in many ways, do become another freak show attraction. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that Shiva, in many ways, is that same thing, right? Because she is another freak show attraction, mm. right? I mean, she is very um, sexualized. She is very um, sexual. Um, it's like, it's like, I'm like, well, she is huge. She, like I said, skimpiest outfit, huge boobs, big butt. So it's right in line with exactly what you're talking about. But very muscular, right? Very crazy muscular. Very animalistic, which is another attribute of, of Africans in general Mm -hmm. or people of African descent in general, right? Stereotypical attributes, I say. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's very, you know, it's very interesting, interesting that she gets conveyed in that way um, and in a very dangerous way as well. Um, so yeah. And she's got a pretty ample butt too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to write a blog post about that. Cause that is super fascinating to like, look at the links between the portrayal of African-American women and, and, uh, I forgot the woman's name already that you were just talking about. Sarah Bartman, the hot tabby. Yeah. Sarah ba- Bartman. Yeah. Post. Um, but I'm so, not like three sneaky sneakies in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then J- Jade and Tanya fell in the middle as well, I decided. But, um, yeah. So that, that was all. I just, I looked at those guys. I'm going to, so what about, okay, here's a question. I'm making everything difficult. What That's about what you do best? What about what? Chun-Li. I know she's not, uh, she's not Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. But what about Chun-Li? 
because she stands out often in Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's... I, I'll let... Uh, I'm going to let Nicole answer this first, but I think she is a whole different animal. But please continue. <laughs> please continue with me? Yes. She didn't start well, talking. Please start. I mean... <laughs> I mean, in terms of her sexuality or in terms of, like, her being a, a male role? Both, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, don't know. We, if we think about even the way that she gets not only portrayed in the game, but the way that she gets portrayed in the gaming community, right? That's all the, the, all right. the fan art that gets drawn about her, right? That's the, biggest, that's the biggest thing. It's so tough to separate her character out from, like, the crazy fanfic porn stuff that people right. do. Or right. even not even necessarily porn, but just whatever. just the way she gets drawn, right? right? She gets drawn with male genitalia. Oh, I've never seen that. Neither really, have you not? Oh no! Because of, yeah, because of the fact that she's so muscular, a lot of times she gets drawn with male genitalia. I gotta turn my safe search off. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right though. As I like look at these pictures, like they're some of these are like giving her the legs of a horse and stuff. Yeah, because she's so strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I gotta turn my safe search off. You might not want to do that. I haven't been getting penis shots of Chun Moon, so really, Mm-mm. yeah, because because she is so strong, she gets portrayed as okay. So she's not really a woman, right. right? She's a she's you know she's a man in drag. You know what's interesting too is that I found that her character and um. Almost all of the Mortal Kombat females have a piece of cloth that hang down right by uh-huh. their... Like, it's not it's the, it's not part of, like, the actual covering up of their genitalia, but it, like, hangs down right there. It's really weird. Like it's hiding something. Right. Like right. it's a penis. <laughs> What's under door number one? But, like, if you clip that off, they'd still have, like, their leotard bottom on, right? So, uh-huh. Right. Anyway. Well, I don't see any penis pictures yet, so... Oh, that's so crazy. You know, another thing is, too, is that she is very sexualized. But you, uh, in the games, you are supposed to guess about her gender, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I can't believe you've never seen those before. Yeah, I can't believe that either. That's crazy. But even in, like, um, artist, like, concept art for the actual games, she's she's drawn very masculine. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, not masculine. Well, I guess masculine, but, um... She's she's very toned muscles that you would only see on like male mm-hmm. legs and everything else. Yeah. Um but then she has like the over exaggerated chest and the you know, she's got the curvy hips and the tiny waist, so mm-hmm. right. And if you I mean if you really you, you want to get past your safe track, just put in chew knee and penis. <laughs> just go directly to it. And uh, the FBI sorry. breaks into my house. <laughs> Why? It's not kitty porn. Okay. Yep. Got it. Oh, yeah. I got it, too. Wow. I kind of wish I could go back in time and not have experienced this, but... Yeah. You know what's crazy, though, is after I type that in... You get a Shiva picture? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Shiva and Chun-Li. Oh, really? Yep. We're smart. You're smart. Or Sam is, since she brought it up. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, they have Shiva versus Chun-Li. Yep. Yeah. She was outfit is just crazy. I don't. Her outfit makes zero sense whatsoever. 
like logistical sense. Not that any of the comments in their costumes make sense. I was like, sense. any of them? Any of them really? <laughs> yeah, I saw this article on female armor today when I was looking stuff up about oh, like yeah. the whole history of female armor in video games. And how it makes zero sense. And how it makes zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> how how the more epic your armor, the skimpier it is. The skimpier it is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really funny. Oh, funny. No, but just I mean, as far as her character goes, I mean, as far as far as the images go, she's obviously very like sexualized, but also in a strange, masculine way that makes me feel weird about looking at her. But like in terms of her character, how she interacts with the other people in the game, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I would say that she she acts feminine in some respects, doesn't she? Well, it's weird because, like, a lot of the shots that you see of her that aren't, like, just drawn have her leg up so you can, like, kind of see her crotch. But still, it's, like, this really, like, strong, like, yeah, like, pose, you know? But it's still, Mm -hmm. like, sort of exposed exposed at the same time. Yeah. It's definitely not, like, a weak, like, stance, right? Right. She's powerful. (laughs) Intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think any of the females in any, like, fighter game like that, though, like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or Tekken or any of those are in this strange and androgynous area for me because you can, I mean, you can go through the entire game and kick a lot of male butt with their characters, but they're so overly sexualized that, I mean, I don't feel like I'm... I'm just looking at a body, not necessarily a female. I well, guess I, I think that you have a lot. I think that that's a really good point. It almost seems like the more ass they kick, the more they have to be sexualized, right? I, like yeah. in the fighter games, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of a weird thing. And there, and I, I hate to say it, but they still, to me, I know people make this argument all the time um, that it, it may or may not be true, but the female characters are still underpowered. Yeah. No, I think you're right. The female characters are still underpowered. They are more flexible, more agile many times. But anytime they get hit, square on, they're going down. Yep. Right. You know, I mean and if you're gonna make if you're gonna make them equal characters, then you know, give them the ability to kind of maneuver out of the way of those. At least I mean, since you're talking about, you know, since you're talking about a fight, since you're talking about fighting games, it's going to be impossible to 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 do that simply because of the physics of the game. So you've got to kind of try to balance that out in some other way, like giving them giving them the ability to take a fucking hit. Well, that's the right. thing. You can't like like moving out of the way and stuff in fighting games is much more difficult than right. having more health, right? Right. So even yeah. if you try to even it out with that, you're disadvantaging them. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I say just give them the ability to take a fucking hit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and see, and and this goes back to the the post that I wrote for this week on, on the blog about, you know, about that the the argument that there is inherent there is sexism inherently kind of ingrained in the fighting game community, mm-hmm. right? You know, the games are the the games are sexist in and of themselves, but you know, lots of games are. You know, there is. There is no inherent sexism in the community that exists among the players, 
unless the players create that that sexism. And I totally and completely blame Capcom mm-hmm. for the shit that went on on their reality show mm-hmm. because one, you know, and and the woman who gets kind of constantly harassed, who is the butt of the rape <laughs> jokes, who. <laughs> who is the butt of the rape jokes yep. who is the one who has to not only take those jokes and those comments from the men who she's competing against but also from the people in the chat room that start changing their chat room names to reflect her body parts hmm. um, well, she cannot leave she cannot leave that competition she can't leave the she can't leave kind of that environment without breaking her contract right right and losing her spot on the reality show and in essence losing her job so i mean in many ways she's being raped again Mm-hmm. Right, so she, I mean, so she's being harassed. You know, she's being she's being raped in a way that well, I shouldn't say again because she's not, she's not. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily um, equate that with physical, sexual, penetrative rape. Uh, but in many ways, she is being raped. Right, because she cannot leave. She is forced into that situation. She is forced um, to endure that kind of harassment and assault um, by economic situations as well. Mm-hmm. And Capcom is totally and completely to blame for that. I don't give a fuck if they did come out and say, "Oh, well, you know, we don't condone that kind of shit." Well, you know, it's happening, and you can't say you never knew it was happening before. Because that would right. mean you had never seen any of your own shit, and that's bullshit. Right, right. They are absolutely just as much to blame as somebody writing the po- writing the shit. Right. That's just crazy. That's me on my soapbox. Fucking Capcom, man. <laughs> well, they're losing lots of money, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're condoning that. Capcom losing money? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm blaming Capcom for 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 what I feel like they should be blamed for. But you know, that's me. Right. Which they should be. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they'll never take blame for something like that. But right. no. At least we're able to recognize it. Yes. That being said. Um. <laughs> I have something that I forgot to announce. SimCity 5, you... <laughs> this, I, I just totally changed the subject. I'm sorry, this goes back to That's news. That's okay. SimCity 5, it got really serious. SimCity 5, you get to hook up with other people playing it, and you guys are neighbors, right? So, like, your city's by my city, and the shit I do in my city affects your city. So if I decide to build a bunch of coal plants then you get pollution, bad pollution from it. No way. How so can I, fucking can I crazy is that? the wrath of God and like tornadoes and typhoons on your city <laughs> to do shit like that? And it this will affect my crazy. city. Like the values of my city and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that oh, crazy awesome? It is. And at the same time, I can see that going so badly. Yeah. You would have to have a pretty good friend. Because that's the thing, too, is, like, the whole point of that game for me is to build a really great city and then see how well I can just destroy it. 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> you are not going to be my friend in that game. They, yeah. Officially banned. <laughs> they did like a two-hour special on it. Uh, tell her tell her now, Nicole. Say, just kidding. Just get it. Just so you can kidding. play with her. <laughs> no, the damage has been done. I have formed my Sim file or Sim file Sim gosh Sim City Five opinion of you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, I just thought of that because I was thinking about um, the links Capcom has and how one thing affects another thing, affects another thing, affects another thing. You get wrapped up into this cycle, and then I remembered Sim Five. Sim Five. Sim City Five. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. It's that 300 hours of Civ you've played by this point that has your brain all fucking addled. It's 160 <laughs> hours, first of all, which is not nearly the number of hours I put into WoW, so I figure I'm okay. Wow, I've put that many hours into Skyrim, so... Now I don't feel bad. <laughs> no, I you should. There's a big difference between... <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. Yeah, you better stop getting your <laughs> oh, hierarchy out on me. fight would hurt. <laughs> you think you really think there's a like a huge difference between Skyrim and no, ma'am, I do not. <laughs> You're gonna go ahead and why don't you why don't you call that my game a casual game and yours is hardcore, huh? Self censoring to avoid conflict. <laughs> Come on, that's a podcast. We gotta have conflict. <laughs> I'm sorry, my games aren't as good as your games. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> Indeed. Mm. So we didn't really come to a conclusion about that issue, but no, I don't think there's any conclusion about that issue. It's super I just interesting. It, it's it's one to rant about <laughs> for me, anyway. Yeah. I think I'm gonna write about it. I think That's you a should. Good idea. Yeah, I think I'm going to. So, deals of the week. <laughs> you posted them. Um, this uh, weekend on Steam, Steam is having the 2K Games weekend this week with 50% or more off of all their 2K games. Uh, for example, today's games were the Borderland games, the Borderland series, and the DLC and all that stuff was like 75% off. Um, and they're having a different 2K game every weekend or different 2K series every excuse me every day until Monday. Um, all 50% off or more. Check it out, definitely. Uh, Amazon, um, and I mentioned this earlier, um, but it's one of the deals of the week, is that Sony is starting to package some of their uh, PS3 Vita games together. For example, the MLB 12, you can get, for, you buy both, you get $20 off, in anticipation of the fact that one day you will be able to carry your game from one console to another. <clears throat> um, they also have 25% off of Final Fantasy 13 too. No big surprise there, as it's one big quick time event. Um, <laughs> meow. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, good old games. Um, something that if you have are playing Syndicate now, the new Syndicate, or want to, but did not play the original on good old games, you can get the original original Syndicate for. Five ninety nine. Nice. 
uh, and one that might be of real interest to Alex Lane mm -hmm. uh, would be that uh, Good Old Games um, has the Pure Pinball 2 Redux for $2.39. I will be buying that promptly after I get my new laptop. That's crazy. So, yeah, uh, see? I threw one on here, too. The, there's an Indie Royale Alpha Bundle um, that comes with a couple games. It's it's like the normal Humble Bundles. Except it, I think it's only three games. Um Town is one of them, which I heard a lot of good things about. But so, if you want to check that out, Indie Royale Alpha Bundle. Ooh, nice. Yeah, there's Towns, uh, thirty seventy nine, and mm -hmm. Weave and Keep. Yeah, I've never seen that one before. Hmm. Two of them are for the Towns and thirty seventy nine are. Um, Already available for PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, Weave and Keep is currently PC only, but the Mac and Linux versions are expected in three to six months. Um, nice. Nice. And is this one of the pay what you want? for? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. I might have to buy that. That Towns looks pretty damn fun. I know. I I think so, too. I think so, too. And see, this is the danger of the deals for broke-ass gamers. Is that every everything. week when I'm looking for deal, every time I'm looking for deals for broke-ass gamers, I end up buying stuff. Um, either Me from too. either downloadable stuff or just buying stuff. Because I'm like, ooh, if I buy this, I get, yeah. But that's what life's all about. Yes, as you. <laughs> Being broke because of video games. I know, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess we have um, come to the end of our show. Um, that was a lot of fun, guys. Um, and I'm going to say it wasn't the vodka. Um, <clears throat> the company. Yay. And the vodka helped. And the vodka helped. Um, it certainly didn't hurt. Didn't hurt at all. Uh, so, um, you can find us on, huh? Oh, nothing. I was trying to help. Oh, I was going to say, if you want to contact us, for example, to ask us questions, leave us comments, tell us how great we are. Tell us how much we suck. You can feel free to email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at, at nymgamer. Um, you can like us on Facebook. Um, we're Not Your Mountainous Gamer. We have our own page there. Um, and, of course, we have our um, wonderful pithy blog posts that are posted on a regular basis. Um, and we've got some really smart stuff going on there always. Mm -hmm. that, so much of it that doesn't get talked about during the uh, podcast um, at uh, www.nymgamer.com um, definitely worth checking out um, leave us comments there uh, as well on blog posts we, we welcome conversation um, as well as it makes any kind of sense whatsoever um, and because uh, <clears throat> this is not a democracy um, it's true <laughs> it is true joking uh, <clears throat> Uh, so you can feel free to contact us in any of those ways. Um, or you can always, if you would like to join in the conversation in a more interactive way and want to come on and ask us questions or record questions and send them to us, you can send us uh, 
MP3s with your question, or we can possibly arrange for you to pop in during our podcast uh, and ask us questions and get an answer um, because we're friendly like that <clears throat> uh, most times. Um, Sam's usually nice to guests. so I'm nice to guests. It's only when you stop being a guest that I'm not nice to you anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh and uh, oh, as always, you can buy you can buy a damn T-shirt uh, <laughs> if you go to our if you go to our blog. You will see the lovely Alex Lane modeling our Not Your Mama's Gamer uh, T-shirt um, that you can feel free to buy a uh, copy buy buy one of. We have um, sizes medium through two X, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things that you might want to do. Um, so until next time, um, stay warm. This is cold again. Stay dry. And as always, game on. Game on. Game on.